Come on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me. All right? I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. The problem, your lackluster defense, or is it the problems you're having offensively? Lackluster offense. Um, the problem is we're down two games to one. Should we be getting back on defense? <laughs> oh, my God. De defense. Is that your cousin, Demar? Would you like people to know about you? I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. <laughs> Welcome to the Presser Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Presser Basketball Podcast. It's Friday morning. It is minus freaking 17, but we still out here talking about basketball. Matthew, what's popping? Brr. I'm cold, man. Just like uh, the Raptors have been on a kill lately. Ain't you mad? Matter what? Oh, just, just you know, the Raptors, uh, All Star selections, you name it, man. I'll hit you with anything. It no, feels like I'll trigger you today. No, it just goes to show that the All Star team doesn't really mean anything anymore. There's, there's no value to it. Pretty oh. much, it's a popularity contest, and you know, I mean, if if Andrew Wiggins is your start is a starter in, in the All Star game, and what Fred. Federico's in the All-Star game, it's, it's, it's a fucking joke. It can't be a popularity contest with LaMelo not making it, because that guy's like House of Highlights' son on Instagram, so I don't Are know about that, me, bro? Chris Middleton is an All-Star. Let's let's get into it. So East All-Stars, we had the reserves last night. They came out. Ains was upset. We had our bet. Someone wins, someone <laughs> loses. That's, how, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Freddie Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, you have... Bullshit. Well, one of them. Um, we'll get into that. We still have Levine. We have James Harden, Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. You're mad. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm missing one other. But the, the surprise. Let's get to the surprises of the uh, reserves. I think it was Chris Middleton was the biggest surprise. Uh, who do you think got snubbed, Ains, this week? Uh, well, definitely Lamelo. Lamelo got snubbed. Uh, also, uh, Jared Allen got snubbed. Um, for me, I would have put Jared Allen over Darius Garland just because what he does on defense is like any, nobody else. Uh, but yeah, I think Jared Allen was the biggest snub for me. But when I see people like Fred Van Fleet just wasting a roster spot, it's ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Fred Van Fleet has been balling. The Raptors are above expectation. You're, you're just salty, man. Just salty. It's okay, dude. I don't. What about game being salty, though, bro? Bro, I, I wish I was on the Raptors and, and bring him to an 8 seed. I'd be an all-star, too. I mean, you have Trey Young starting as, like, an 11th seed, so I don't know what the purpose of that is. Wow, really? really? Numbers are similar. That. The last You're few doing weeks. That, eh? You're doing uh, that, eh? Hey, man. If it's a popularity that, contest, that's like a I'm low. That's a low blow, Matthew. Come on. That's that's beneath you. I mean, you got Jason Tatum <laughs> in the all-star game, right below the Raptors, who are supposed to have a better team, so... Mm. It depends who the co I mean, it's the coach's decision at the end of the day. Freddie was definitely for me a lock. Uh, Lamelo was a surprise, or at least one Charlotte guy, because they're right at the same standings as Boston Wait. and Toronto. Um, him or Miles Bridges, Jared Allen, Wait, like you said. I don't, I don't see Sabonis. Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> Sabonis in the All Star game that would have been funny. Another year. Ugh. Thank God they made it one smart decision. Wow. Well, they're not this even is just, what I like crime. We'll, we'll talk about Sabonis and our question marks and our trade rumors, man. But come on, Sabonis? <laughs> You're complaining about Chris Middleton? You're talking about Sabonis? What's going to do? Drive to the basket? Oh, 
with his right hand and put it up. That's basically all he does. It's not exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can give you 23 and 10. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but we're talking about excitement. That's why you want Trey Young starting in your All-Star game. Okay, here we go. Man, we're just like an Cold old couple me. arguing at this point. Cold to me. Piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jared Allen, like you said, I think biggest snub or... like you, I thought Darius would have been a replacement because we know... Um, Kevin uh, Durant will not be playing in the All-Star game, so there's going to be at least one replacement. I would have put Jared Allen, like you said. I feel like bigs have been slightly disrespected. I mean, Get there's, snubbed, yeah. There, there's mm-hmm. no real bigs, especially in the East. There's just Joel Embiid, uh, Giannis, some consider a center at this point. But uh, in the reserves, you have Jason Tatum as your, uh, as your big, basically, in the, the reserve spots. I thought Miles Bridges had a chance, but I think they cannibalized on themselves, Lamelo and Bridges. Um they did. Maybe mm-hmm. they've been up and down. That's that's a reason for uh, the absence. But either them or Jared Allen will be a replacement, regardless. So at least one of our guys will make it. Um, even Drew Holiday over Chris Middleton would have been a better choice. I think he would have sure. much more impact sure. for Milwaukee. But we talked about what Drew's been doing this year, right? Chris has kind of just been he's just been there. Um, he's been okay. When yeah. Giannis is not playing, Chris goes you know supernova. But other than that, he's just been he. Good score, but even below efficiency as usual uh, per last year. So, a surprise. I think they're just taking the mains f- because of last year's performance. Really, I think Jer Allen needs to just go on the air and just start crying. He'll make an awesome. <laughs> like your boy. Oh, like your like your boy. I don't know. I'm not sure if you uh, you had time to tune into the selections. Draymond Green already called. I him saw out. that. Oh, okay. I saw that. Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> that's great. All right, let's move it to the West. Much less. Yeah. Um, contentious selections most people had uh carl anthony towns as that last spot because the rest of the guys were basically locks we talked about if it was going to be towns um paul george is basically out at this point because of his injury he's been out way too long um dejounte murray a replacement perhaps for draymond green for draymond green dejounte murray man dejounte murray uh i think he would be a great fit for the All-Star team, I think he deserves it, man. He's been hooping for that Spurs team. No one watches the Spurs, and I feel like this would be a good opportunity for him to showcase what the Spurs got and what talent they got over there. So, um, yeah, I say to John Murray. I mean, Ains, he's leading the league in steals. He's 28 Dude, and he's 9 amazing. guy. That's ridiculous he's numbers. He's almost triple double, bro. Exactly. Almost double. Leading right, the so. league in steals. That's no, it's, it's no easy task, right? So, he's definitely a defensive. Uh, bright spot for Spurs he's also their 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 de facto leader there's no one else even uh close to his talent I think on that team at this point you know Jakob Pearl is probably your yeah. second best player and that's saying a lot so I thought they would have been even worse without DeJounte on that team they definitely would have been worse I mean but their performance overall I thought uh, they would have been worse I mean of course Jakob Pearl is your, st- your starting center bro I, he's been good, man. Honestly, he's been way better than we, anyone would have thought in his career I'm not going to disrespect him because I think guys like Derek wow. White you got a defender of Jack Pirtle. Okay. Sorry, I think I'm not bro. the only one this year. This year, I'm not the only one. I've given you like two and a half blocks. He's, he's doing something right. I'm not going to I'm not gonna hate on him. I feel like the, the other guys, like the they've picked a lot of young talent names in the last few years in the draft, kind of expecting these guys to blossom one way or another. They're trying to hit on like a star out of like five or six picks. Um, Devin Vassell, I think, is one of those guys. He's like 18. So we'll see in the future. But um, I just wonder if they're going to keep DeJounte down the road or if he's already too old for this new rebuild for the Spurs. What do you think? He may be too old. I, but I, I actually thought, you know, Lonnie Walker would be the one, him and yeah, and it, DeJounte would kind of, you know, be the, the core, but obviously that's not going to be the case, right? So uh, I think they're going to move on from him. 
between Lonnie Walker and uh, Derek White, they basically mean one good player because one of those guys is going to be off, you know, in one of those nights. And if all three of them play well, they get that win. But it's very rare and few between. Any other surprises or you want to talk anything else about the all-star selections? Um, Pretty much is bullshit. And, I mean, I guess I could say congratulations to Wiggins because he's just lucky that he just didn't get hurt like my boy Jabari. But uh, good job for you guys. All right. Well, the rest of the selections we had, most of those guys locked in. No surprises. Let's get to the winners of the week. I'm going to start it off. I think it's a clear winner of the last two weeks. Uh, he's been thriving. He's been, I mean, in, in the Raptors development system. No surprise. We got Gary Trent Jr. I'm just going to keep throwing mm-hmm. little shots at Ains today about uh, the fan fleet and the Toronto All Raptors. The Raptors talk. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, though, we, we've agreed. Gary Trent is balling. I think he's put up. Well, he's definitely put up the most um, 30-point games in Raptors history consecutive, if not tied with DeMar DeRozan. He might be one above. I have to recheck that. But it's surprising for a guy who was traded for Norm Powell. He was basically compared to that guy. Uh, Ains, before I, you chime in, I have a quote from an anonymous NBA exec. Gary Trent Jr. is better than guys like Chris Middleton, CJ McCollum, Clay, and Levert. And is already in the same tier as guys like Levine, Mitchell, and Booker. Mm, who said that i have no idea that's surprising i mean i would put him just below middleton if anything at this point i mean he's been amazing but it's been a week i mean it's hard to 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 convince me that he's better than a guy who won a chip and basically contributed to a gold medal team in in terms of chris middleton so high praise what do you think I mean, you have to credit Portland, man. Like you know, Portland is a pretty shit organization, but they can really figure out great guards, right? You know, look at Damian Lillard. Uh, obviously, you look at uh, CJ McCollum. You look at um, Anthony Simons, who's been having a great month. Uh, so Portland has done a great job with picking great guards. Uh, for you know Gary Trent Jr., great stealer, can definitely defend, um, and hopefully he can kind of keep this going. Right, Raptors right now are currently in seventh seventh place. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how far this goes. Yeah, it's. I I also saw that I believe. The youngest guard in history, the youngest player in history to have some some form of uh, thirty point games, along with I think eight or nine threes consecutive in uh, in in the NBA. It's you know these stats are arbitrary because anyone can make up any stats, but it's still impressive to be in a. Uh, uh, in the same category as Steph and James Harden for threes and end points scored in the game. So good for him. Raptors are basically playing six guys at this point, Ains. Boucher's your <laughs> sixth man, and they literally haven't uh, fallen out of that rotation. Siakam's playing like 55 minutes in some of these games with the overtimes they've, they've had. Um, hopefully they don't tire out because I like watching them, but um, their depth is definitely decreased from their last two years i mean they were a team that were based around like having eight Top or nine heavy. yeah big time big so time. Yep. Uh, maybe they can retool i don't know what's in the future for them because some of these guys are kind of outside of that range i mean you have mm-hmm. scotty and og but we'll see what the if they can get any assets back from siakam who has in his own right been really balling himself surprisingly he's been good he's been good. all right Ains, who do you got winner of the week Ice, 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 Trey Young. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think you owe Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks fan an apology, first of all. Um, first of all, when I said Trey Young was an all star starter, you're like, no, he's too small. He doesn't play defense. He can't do this. He can't do this. Listen, Matthew, this guy just dropped a 43 bomb yesterday. Okay. Did you see that yesterday or no? I didn't no? watch the Atlanta Hawks, no. Okay, well, he beat the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Trey Young comes part of uh, 20 players. 
um, in the league who has dropped 40 point, 20, 20 plus 40 point games and at the age of 24, before turning 24, right? So he's joining, you know, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Tracy McGrady, Shaq, and all those greats, right? So um, listen, man, Trey Young is an instant offense player. Obviously, we do say that he does carry the ball in his hands for too much sometimes and lets people like John Collins kind of freeze up the game. But this guy is a as a hooper. He can score it like anybody else. And if Steph Curry wasn't in the league before him, he would be the next Steph Curry or the next Trey Young. Definitely. Trey Young, I think the, the thing that you undersold was them beating the uh, Phoenix Suns last night, which were supposed to, I think it was their ninth or 10th win in a row, if I'm not it was mistaken. Row. It was like 10 in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So that's surprising. And they're finally picked it up. I think the defense around Trey Young has picked it up. I, he's been balling throughout the whole year. Uh, what I've been saying, he wasn't started because his record. I mean, they, they weren't playing cohesively. Ains, it's basically the same thing as last year. They were shit up until this point. And then they, they got new coach. They got McMillan. Uh, and they figured it out. I don't know what this team is about. I feel like they need to have like uh, an edge to them so they can start playing better. I feel like you have to turn the fire under their ass up so that they start winning these games. Because otherwise, they're just sleepwalking through the season. Cam Reddish, once he got to New York, I feel like he was kind of the bad seed. Um, mm. the, the black he, sheep, yeah, the black sheep of the of the of Atlanta oh, Hawks there. because they picked it right around right after he left. No, hundred uh, percent. And the upset there though is John Collins goes out with an injury. I didn't see it, but I hear that it might be a dislocated shoulder. Uh, he mm. left and not come back. I don't think it's gonna hurt his trade value. I'm mentioning that because it's, you know trade um, the deadline's coming up, and he's definitely a guy that's considered to be on the not on the move, but consider in considerations uh, for trades, right? Because like we said, doesn't get to touch the ball very often. Uh, if you know he gets five or six shots some games, which is kind of underrated for the second best player on this team, right? He should be having you know 15 shots a game at least. I see Listen, him. Yeah, I'm a huge believer. I like Trey Young. But, like, I'm not going to be stupid and say, hey, you can build a team around Trae Young. I'm not going to say that because I'm not a fan of, you know, franchises putting the whole franchise on someone like Trae Young because I think you might need someone up, up kind of bigger. But uh, I guess we'll see what the Hawks do. Yeah, it's surprising that... Um... Guys, I mean, I guess Clint Capella is a fixture with Trey Young. I was going to say there's not any rumors around Compella because he also has been underperforming this year, um, especially because I have him on a few of my fantasy teams. You know, a lot of these 8-8 eight and eight games, where you expect a guy to have close to Rudy Gobert numbers? I mean, last year, Ains, yeah, he was yeah. leading the league in like 20, 20 rebound games. Right, he was mm-hmm. he was a rebound machine. He was playing. He was the anchor, especially down the the stretch for the Atlanta Hawks. Between him and uh, uh, him and John Collins, they've underperformed. But lately, he's been he has been better. And John Collins definitely needs the ball more. Uh, a place maybe like Dallas. I don't know if they can get a package together. They've been in rumors. We'll talk about that perhaps later. Uh, anywhere where he basically was is going to be a little bit more of the focal point on offense because it's hard to get a guy involved on defense. If you're not going to get him the ball, right? That's that's basically is. been the touch. Shaq talks about it. it Other bigs talk All about it. You need to get the guy involved so that he's involved early, on the early. defensive end. Exactly. Early. You got, got them engaged. That's all it is. That's right. Uh, another winner of the week. Ains, you're going to hate to talk about it. You're going to hate to hear it. Jay, uh, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics have <laughs> slightly figured it out in the last few games. Uh, I'm mm. going to talk about one in particular 
th- reason I think that they are winning. Jason Tatum averaging four assists for the season. I've talked about it. When you go on the betting line, my bet uh, lock in my parlay was always Jason Tatum under assists because it was usually four or five, and he would never get to that point. In the last few games, Ains, getting nine, eight, seven, 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 mm. six, five. Mm. Everything above his average. He's had basically one game uh, at four and the rest above in his last seven games. I think they're moving the ball. Jason um, Brown, sorry, uh, I always forget mix up their names. Wow, Jalen Brown. Brown. There we go. They're both JBs. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown also dishing the ball, um, getting above average assists. Marcus Smart is commenting for the first time in a positive manner for the team. So they're doing something right. They're still in the trade market for guys like Al Horford and for Dennis Schroeder. So maybe they're still in for a move, but. We haven't mentioned them as a winner at all this year. I think it's about time we just give them a little bit of props. Hopefully they continue. If not, I'm sure you'll be happy to see their demise sooner than later. Yeah, uh, I'm not giving you any props yet because you're still ninth in the East, so no. Um, I, how, how about we give a round of applause for Jason Tatum? Actually, no, like, there's another way of you know being an impact on the floor and this is passing the basketball. So congratulations, Jason Tatum. You're averaging seven assists now. <laughs> I- Oh, man. Um, the backhanded th- th- compliments. This, no, th- this is this is something that this is. Listen, Jason Tatum was lucky to you know be in an Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago against LeBron James and all those guys, and we we thought Tatum would be like, all right, um, you know you could score thirty, but like how can you impact the game more than just scoring? And I just it's kind of baffling to me that on what February fourth he, he knows how to pass the ball now. So let's just see how long this we can go for. But uh, I don't think it will be for too long. And that's why I have him winner this week because next week it can be right back to you know three or four assists and they can be back in the gutter. Uh, I, the way I bring it up is you know James Harden was a scorer in Oklahoma. He was a scorer in his first year in Houston. He eventually learned to become a point guard. Jason Tatum's not going to be that guy. But the way James Harden opened up his game, it wasn't just scoring three pointers, right? Him, his specialty was getting to the line and being able to make other guys better, right? You talked about how you love the James Harden system, right? It's because he was able mm, to get other guys involved. Something he was never known for. He was just a sixth man of the year, right? So if Jason Tatum could at least build on making other guys better, that's the skill you need. You don't need to be Kobe Bryant. It's not, you know, that's not necessarily your game. You get other guys Matthew, involved, and that's how you win basketball games. Too too many times we see back in the day, we see James prime James Harden go for 50, 12, and 13, just dismantling teams by himself, bro. You know what I mean? So I don't think Tatum would go to that degree, but he could be better. Yeah. Any other winners, Ains, to talk about? Um, Dub Nation, man. What's up? We got Clay Thompson on my hot list this week. Uh, getting back to form. Obviously, not typical Clay Thompson, but um, in 24 minutes, 23, 5, and 7, 7 of 9 from the three point line. So we have seen a glimpse of what Clay Thompson can be. Uh, and, you know, since his return, the Warriors has been on a little little hill struggling a little bit but you know they're going back to form and hopefully clay thompson can keep up this form um but one thing i have to give credit for is jonathan kaminga i like him man he's he's a baller he's a baller he comes to these games and doing these like reverse dunks and shit he's smiling all the time and listen he's gonna be really good for the warriors um i think you get minutes in playoffs but uh my winner is clay thompson for you know showing up last night you talk about 20 at the half too yeah 
Uh, you talk about Kamenga, you talk about Moses Moody, talk about Wiseman, who we haven't even seen. Um, perhaps a package down in, in the future for for an all-star player. Maybe they'll just be that uh, bench that the Warriors need, right, in the second unit to, to help these starters, right? I don't know what their future uh, uh, is going to look like, but Kaminga could be a potential all-star down the line when Steph gets mm-hmm. old, Clay gets mm-hmm. old, Draymond. They're basically getting there, right? So maybe they are. he is the guy to build around in the future. Most Moody will probably be a decent player, and then Wiseman is basically the question mark. Um like you mentioned, the struggles of the Warriors, I think it just comes down to Steph struggles more than the rest of the team. It's just his shooting that's been the struggle. But Ains, no one is even close to the record of the, of the Warriors' win streak at this point with the Phoenix losing. Warriors are one eight straight, which is still surprising considering Warriors' struggles without Draymond. So they are that's a scary insane. team that's if he insane, comes back bro. healthy. That's insane. That's insane. So, Klay um, Thompson coming to form. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the week, league is not happy about it because with those three guys healthy, it will be a bloodbath no it's matter who they over. face. Yeah. yeah you're in tr- uh, you're in trouble. I mean, you mentioned Kaminga. I mean, he, not even your fourth best player, right? You still have Wiggins, who, you know, he gets assigned to the all star starter. And then the next game, he has like 24 at the half himself. So, he's been going well. And it just, show, it just shows you that Minnesota is a, tr- is a trash. I mean, up until this point, they've been playing well, but. Guys like Olivine, guys like Wiggins, they leave and they become all stars. It's it's interesting to see. Uh, Matt Hitchcock's handle, Minnesota fans, go after him. <laughs> Press my goddamn name bragging. right first before this, you can say this, that. This right? guy's trash, trash bragging the uh, you know the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. What do they do to you, man? Uh, well, Come I mean, on, they haven't bro. hurt me because I'm not a Minnesota fan, but they they're a great franchise. Leave them alone. <clears throat> Seventh in the West. <laughs> hey man, I'm the one who said they're gonna be fifth at uh, all star, so. You never know. Um, my last uh, winner of the week. I have it written down here. Actually, no. We, we've covered them all, actually. What am I saying? Let's go on to the losers, Ains. Losers of the week. A little bit more interesting. A little bit sadder, to be honest. Because, uh, if anything, injuries have taken place to our two favorite Joes. Which one do you want to talk about? Well, these, I love these Joes, man. Because these, You know what? These Joes have in common, Matthew. They shoot the ball well? No idea. Well, that too, and they're both white. Um, but I'm going to go with Joe Joe Harris. Okay. Uh, Joe Harris is going to go um, second surgery on his left ankle. So it doesn't look too great for him. Uh, um, and he, I guess he not I guess, but he was a vital piece for this Nets team. Fourth best player in far. on this team. Dude. And right now, they have lost their last six. And the problem with this team, Matthew, is that there is no... Consistency, and they don't have a meshing um, unit together. I wonder why. Kyrie came back. Okay, mm. Kyrie James Harden played the other night, lost the game um, to a close battle. There, Kyrie wasn't really in rhythm, um, and Katie's going to be out till the All Star break, right? So, this is going to be interesting, man. And this is and this is why James Harden is thinking about, hey, man, like there's no really good consistency here. I might have to move to take my talents to you know to. Philadelphia or something, right? So, um, th- this team is a lot of questions, a lot of questions need to be answered. And there's six in the East, so they definitely dropped from where they were what two, three, two or three weeks ago. Uh, so this could be interesting, man. This could be interesting. Uh, and they, I don't know, they gotta get some wins. But Joe Harris, that's a big loss. 
Joe Harris, like I mentioned for best player, Nick Claxton is stepping up into his role as the, the big on this team, but he's in trade rumors. They're buying out Paul Millsap in the near future. And they're a big dysfunction, and Kyrie is questioning why the big three aren't hanging out much. I wonder um, why, man. It's, I wonder it's, why, Kyrie. Uh, a loser. <laughs> uh, James Harden is, seems to be packing his bag sooner than later, and he's on his way. I don't like... I've talked about, I don't know about Philly. I don't know about giving him a $200 million contract, James Harden. Um, he's been he's he's been good, but he hasn't been James Harden. You've admitted to it. Uh, hopefully, he can figure out a way to carry this team. There's, I'll give him credit because there's not much going on on the rest of this team, right, for him to carry and for him to, to dish out assists to guys, you know, who can't really give you that same effort day, uh, night to night, right? Guys like Blake Griffin and Aldridge. They're like 36, 37 years old. So it's hard to carry a team, but James Harden doesn't play defense. Kyrie is, you know, we know what Kyrie can. He can give you 25 on the dime, but besides that, he won't play defense himself. There's not much going on on the rest of this team. And they're on a skiddings. With Kevin Durant out, this team is, is the, are they even a playoff team at this point? With Kyrie in and out of the game? Like, it's, it's tough to see them winning a series if, if Kevin Durant isn't Kevin Durant every game. Do you, do you know what's... What, what's... What's really like shown to me now is that Kevin Durant's not a leader. He he is so talented. Definitely probably gonna be you know known as probably a top five player of all time. But he's not a leader. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have that, that leader trait to you know for when your team is under fire to you know get the water and, and you know take it out. Um, he's just a good player, and it goes to show like if you you have all this talent and you cannot make this work matthew we're in year three of this brooklyn shit and it still has hit the fan they're gonna Obviously be we can... they're gonna go down as one of these uh all-time what-if teams in my opinion man you're, you're gonna they're gonna say hey if kevin durant wore a size nine sneaker he would be in the nba finals get the fuck out of here he didn't wear a size nine sneaker right so it is what it is but this team is gonna be very confusing up going up ahead yeah, uh, before I move on to the other Joe, it's uh, hit James Harden to Philly. Would you try to make a move if you're Brooklyn or if you're Philly right now for the Ben Simmons and James Harden swap? Would that no, help? No, no, you wait. You wait. Okay. You wait. I think I would wait too if I was specifically if I was the Nets because James Harden is your only hope at this point. I just don't <laughs> like his. I mean, we'll talk about the summer when it comes, but him signing to a $200 million contract with the way he's playing, I just don't see him being worth that in three years. Um, mm. You know, I know you love James Harden, but at this point, he's just a Russell Westbrook who can shoot really well, which is still a great player. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'll take that. But it's not who they expected <laughs> to play beside yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie, who's not there, right? So Kevin Durant himself must be upset uh, with what's happening. And you said he's not a leader. He's basically the same kind of leader as Kawhi Leonard. He just performs. Yeah. He just right? goes out there and jumps 45. It just goes to show guys like Draymond and Chris Paul are all-stars for a different reason than just their numbers. Come on now. Leadership. Appreciate all right, so we'll talk about Joe Ingles before we move on to all the trade rumors. Joe Ingles is out for the season uh, with season-ending injury. Who knows if he'll ever return. He mentioned to Tim McMahon that he will be back uh, for next year. So don't count him out. And, you know, Joe Ingles is a funny guy. He's one of the funniest guys, I think, in the NBA. He's, yeah, he's great. Um, those he's Australians great. Are, are sharp with their with their retorts. So, you know, he threw in a few F-bombs, as Tim McMahon was saying. So he's saying, of course I'm going to be fucking back, right? Um, 
it's a big blow for a guy who could have been a trade asset though for uh, Utah Jazz, who in their own right struggling big time with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell Ains back at it again with these little jabs here and there. Rudy Gobert saying that Donovan Mitchell and the rest of the team doesn't put in any effort on the defensive end and they're not going to win this way. Donovan Mitchell obviously not happy with these comments and saying, you know, I'm doing my best. Um, what do you think of the whole situation? This seems like Memphis is at this point a better team than Utah Jazz. They're basically are the Utah Jazz. Uh, Utah Jazz has fallen to the 15th or 14th in defense, not where you expect them to be. Looking bleak in in uh, in Utah. Matthew, didn't we just talk about this two months ago? About a month ago, like I said, I hope Utah gets it together this year, and. They, they they made me lose a lot of money this week because I bet twice on them this week and they fucked me over. So I'm not betting on Utah ever again. 27? But, uh, what, are you going to bet on 27? Dude. <laughs> but Utah is 3 of 7 under the last 10. This team is crumbling, let me tell you. Uh, they can't even score, Matthew. This team had a great offense uh, about two months ago, and these guys cannot find a bucket. And when th- the thing about Utah is that once their threes are not hitting, they're going to be in deep, 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 deep shit. And the only offensive plug they have is Jordan Clarkson, who's been subpar, right? So, um, I don't know, man. Number 27, need some help. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, obviously not a defensive player, but this team is going through something right now, and they need to flip the switch right now. They're lucky that a great start, and they were, they were able to kind of get a bit of leverage now. But 31-21 and 21 in the fourth in the West, I mean, it's... I, Jokic can kind of like creep up and be a fifth, fourth seed, right? So uh, they got Brooklyn next. They got the Knicks and GSW. And I don't know if they're going to beat Brooklyn tonight. Actually, they, they should beat Brooklyn tonight. Um, now that's a matchup but, of losers at this point. Did you say yeah, Brooklyn and Utah tonight? Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn and Utah. Well, that's yeah. an interesting game. That's a game of who wants it more I'm gonna at this watch point. That. I'm going to watch that. In the Vivint Arena. So that's that's Utah, I guess, right? Yes. Okay. How do you pronounce that? Vivnet? 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 Yeah. Vivnet? Welcome back to Presser uh, Vocabulary Podcast. Sorry, uh, with yourself. <laughs> yeah, we are. All right, let's let's get to the, the funnest segment. Let's wrap up with the trade rumors just around the corner. Trade That's deadline right. is coming up in a... Is it a week? I think it's a week. Um, so you just mentioned Six Utah. Days. If I was Utah, I would try to package anything around uh, Harris, uh, Joe Gingles to get Harrison Barnes. I don't think uh, you're going to get Grant anytime soon with the way his expectations are. I mean, it's not really his decision, but if I was Utah, I would try to get a another big, perhaps, or an Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon was mentioned to, to uh, Suns and Pelicans, which I'll mention later. What are you thinking? Do you think they need a backup guard, a backup... Four? I mean, they have Rudy, Go- um, Rudy Gay already as kind of that... Harrison Barnes' position, he's been almost invisible. You have Eric Pascal, who was supposed to do that same role, also kind of invisible. Harrison Barnes has been good this year. Eric Gordon has been great this year. What do you think? What do you think they're missing more? The bench. They need some bench guys. They need, they need EG, Eric Gordon. They need like some offensive uh, plug. They need a spark, right? So I was big on the whole Jared Grant thing, Jeremy Grant thing, and obviously with his bullshit, nothing's gonna happen. Um, but I, I do like Eric Gordon, um, just snipers that they need on the wing, uh, because I mean, the loss of Joe Ingle, that's a huge loss, Matthew. He was probably the third or fourth guy on the team that scored. I and mean, he moved the right? ball in, which is important. He, he was a great passer. The Aussie was a great passer. 
but now you have you know bogey and it's he, he's good but he's not going to take you to the promised land right and mike conley and all those guys and rudy gay's been okay but this team really needs well this team has daniel house daniel house another guy who was supposed should, to, yeah supposed to plug into that they, role they should that play him I, I like daniel house they should they should definitely play him i'm not too sure why they're not playing him but um I think defense, man, because this, this team was really good on defense. Even I'm, I'm a bit... Rudy Gay was good on Pascal. defense. Sorry to, to interrupt. Rudy Gay was good on defense. The rest of them... I like Mike Conley, also older. It's just, I don't know. It, it it feels like we're both defeated, and it feels like Utah... I mean, they have... they have Who's their president or their uh, advisor from Boston? What's his name? Um, Danny Ainge. Oh, Danny Ainge. Okay. Danny Ainge came over, right? So uh, I think there's a little bit of conflict between him and the GM. So I don't know what the decisions will be. He's not a guy who makes moves. We know that in Boston. They basically had all this promise for the last 10 years. Boston did. They did really did nothing. So if Utah does nothing, Ains, they're sitting ducks, man. Memphis will smoke these guys. They're, they are the new Utah, it feels like. Mm. Big talk, big talk. Yeah. Um, let's move along. So I mentioned the Suns. They're in... Um, they're looking for an, another guard, I guess, to to, to sit uh, or to play along Cameron Payne in the backcourt. They're looking at Eric Gordon. Cameron Payne. Look, yeah, the Cameron Payne. <laughs> how many Payne comments? Are there? <laughs> how many Payne shoutouts are we gonna get in the playoffs this year? We'll see. It's crazy, man. A few games will make a guy a million of millions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Math- the, the, the guy Matthew. broke out in the playoffs and now co- sitting comfortably again, dude. You, you don't hear the slogan, man, um, the NBA where amazing things happen. You could be a bench player on a playoff team, and if you go out there and give us 15 per, this, you might get a contract I'm going to give you nicknames like Campaign. You feel me? So good for Campaign. But to answer your question, Matthew, you're looking, looking for a guard, correct? Yeah, I think Eric Gordon's a better fit just because he shoots three-pointers at a higher clip. And, yeah, Josh Hart is a rebounding guy. I mean, you always want a guard that is a great rebounder, and Josh Hart is one of the best little rebounders that we have in the league next to Russell Westbrook, right? Um, so I think Josh Hart or Eric Gordon would be a good fit. Um, honestly, man, when I, when I talk about Eric Gordon, he just fits in any team. He just goes out there, and I think he's a pretty good defender, too. He's a big body. He can get down the pace sometimes. He's a strong guy. He has that and James Harden And build. he's a veteran. Yeah, he reminds me a bit of, not like the same game style, but like in terms of body-wise, like an Eric Bledsoe type. No, like Le- you know, many LeBron, many, many LeBron, right? So, uh, uh, Eric would need, need to get his ass out of Houston, bro. That's all it is. He's he's playing his way out of Houston for sure. The way he's been performing, so I if they don't trade him, it'll be it'll be upsetting because he's never really. I mean, he did have a chance in Houston. I'm not gonna say he didn't, but it would be good to see him on a contending team because he's basically dwindling down in his career. He's good, and he's, he's good, good man. and he's good. Exactly, he's good. He's good. He's um, good. So another team, like I mentioned, the Pelicans are looking at guys. So this is interesting to me, Ains, because the Pelicans in themselves are not going to win any playoff series, yet they're looking for these guys to, I don't know what they're doing. They are by far the most confusing team for me at the trade deadline because they're looking at guys like CJ McCollum, looking at guys like Eric Gordon. For what? What's your reason? They're, these guys are like 30 plus. What's it going to do? Win you one game in, in, in the play, play in? I mean, I'm just confused because they're, a re- they're a rebuilding teammates no matter what. You've talked about it mo- more than I have with Zion's injury. Like, he, he can be, a, I don't know, if a bust, but if he doesn't play, what's the point? So, I, I mean, you have Valentinus is 30. What are they doing, man? Explain to me. The only thing New Orleans is doing, man, is planning for Mardi Gras. Okay? 
this team doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> this team doesn't know what the hell they're doing, bro. Like, they're just saying, yeah, I want T.J. McCall. No, I want uh, LeBron James. They're just, they're just saying names out of their ass. And there's no direction of where the team wants to go. And that's the issue with the squad. Out there. They're, besides Zion Williamson, they're, they're banking their whole life savings, their stakes, everything on Zion. Okay? Because without Zion, this team is going to be garbage. Right, so I, I saw that report with CJ McCollum, and I'm like, what? What is this? Do they want to be a ninth seed and get blown out in the first round or something? Right, like that. That just that, that you put your team at mediocrity, right? So, um, I, I, this team, I don't know, this just lost, just lost in the sauce, bro. Lost so much more confident if they were the fourth seed. Zion was, you know, the fifth best player in the league, and they were dominating with guys like Valanciunas and Ingram, hundred percent. Trade for CJ McCollum. Let's let's go all in because yeah. you never know with Zion. Maybe he's out next year. But right now he is out, and they they have they're so inconsistent. I like Brandon Ingram. He's playing playing great, but he's not. Maybe maybe he's the second guy, right? I'm not gonna say he's not. But right now on a championship team, I haven't seen it. Valanciunas like, is a great Mike, player, but I haven't seen it. So like Mike, if, if you if you show progress, if let's say right now they were in the seventh or like eighth seed, you'd be like, okay, we didn't really think that they'll be there. Maybe CJ McCollum may give them a little bit of a push. They're, they're they're still in, in stage one. <laughs> progress, you said it. I think that, that that's the best word for it. There they're, is no progress right now. They're still in the same stage when they drafted Zion Williamson. So I, I don't understand what direction they're going to go to. And I mean, they're below, uh, every team that's below the Portland Trailblazers should not be trying to problem. trade for a player. Problem. Problem. Okay. Problem. All right, so let's move on to the East. So we've talked about um, Bradley Beal in the past and trade rumors, right? Um, I mentioned him as for a Jalen Brown candidate. Doesn't seem to be happening with the way Boston's playing. Maybe they put a package together for everyone else besides Brown, but I don't see it happening because Washington has enough players. Enough. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, but Sabonis is a potential trade candidate for Washington. No. They have a lot of pieces. I would possibly. I like Sabonis and Beal, but that's about no, it. No, you, like, don't. you don't. You don't like Sabonis. Shut up. You don't. I like Sabonis with Beal. With Beal, I think okay. it'd be a good. But what are they going to do? I don't think they're going to be a contender. I don't. You know, a playoff team, sure, but. Maybe that's all Washington wants. Um, do you think either Beal or either Sabonis or Turner are getting moved? How about that as a first question? I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say no because, Matthew, these guys have been on a train block for 10 years and they haven't moved. I mean, two, but you're, it feels like 10. Definitely feels like it. You, you know what I mean? Like They haven't moved anywhere, and I don't think they're going to do it. And um, I, You know that... Now that you did you mention it though, that whole Bradley Beal and Sabonis doesn't sound too bad. Obviously, that'll put your team at mediocrity. It doesn't really put you over the top, but you know, five or four seed, top typical Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seeding, right? So, yeah. Not nothing special. Uh, no. I think Miles Turner would be probably more more likely to be moved. But like you said, man, if they haven't done it up until this point, I don't see why they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I, right? They're not going to do it. I, I don't think it's happening to Washington. I think that's more of a dream. But it would just be fun to see these guys on the move because Indiana is basically just like a, a shuttlecraft, right? They keep and, all and, these and players. Here's, and here's why, though. And they ship them out. And here's why, though. Here's why. If you look on this at this team on Indiana, the, from top to bottom, pretty good team. Look, we're looking at, like, Justin Holiday, decent. Chris Duarte, Tori Craig, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVerge, Emmy Lamb, Sabonis, Lance Stevenson, right? Like, yeah, you know what? You're right. TJ Warren. Like, they're saying, hey, if we're healthy, we got a chance, right? So, 
Um, I, I don't hate it, but they got a squad here, man. They got a squad. Yeah, and it's, it's hard for me. Good. It's hard for me to see them trading Sabonis for. I mean, I don't know what picks Washington has at this point. I think I don't know. Do they acquire? Um, or do they? I think they traded away a pick to get uh, Russell Westbrook. But um, mm. they have a lot of young, good players in their own right, right? Washington. Well, at least young players. So I don't see them acquiring any of the these other or Indiana. I don't see them trading players for players because they both have a lot of you know decent players, like you mentioned, right? Uh, if anything, I think Beal sticks around. But the summertime may be a different you know decision for him, just the way he sees himself in Washington. I know he's been a one team guy. So that kind of changes, you know. He's not a, a James Harden who you like. He has no loyalty no, he's to Brooklyn. He's going to score thirty. That's just him. Yeah. And, and and maybe he's happy just doing that in Washington. You know what I mean? Uh, banking two hundred million, scoring thirty. That's because it's going to yeah, be his career. No Hall of Fame, bitch. No Hall of Fame, pussy. I mean, you don't have, you don't have Sorry, to get pro. We're G rated podcast. G rated podcast. Sorry, I'm mad. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bradley Bill. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> um. Any other trade rumors? Let me take a quick look. What else I've written down? Do you have anyone in the meantime? Do you see any other moves being made? Uh, well, Julius Randle. Oh, I that's mean, a good one. Thank you. Yeah. All right, talk about it. Let me know what you think. Well, I don't think we're going to see Julius Randle play for this, the New York Knicks for too long. Uh, this is a fun fact reported from TMZ. Uh, Julius Randle just unfollowed the Knicks. Did he really? He did. Oh, that is big news. I've never heard that. Breaking news. Wow. Very interesting, Ains. Very interesting. Yeah, he, he just followed and followed the Knicks, so um, that's pretty fucked. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's my that's my Owen Wilson. Wow. That's I'm kind of speechless because you don't see that very often with a player who plays on that team without there being, you know, more to dig. You know, there's more shit to be un- to be uncovered. In that situation, we talked about uh, before the podcast. He's not happy with Thibodeau's decision. Um, I mean, you should. Thibodeau has nothing to do with the way you're playing. Agreed. You're shooting like Agreed. two. You, you start off three for five in the first quarter, Dude. and then you go two for 11 the rest of the game. That's basically been La- the whole, whole season. Last season, 24, 10, and 6, 46 um, from, from the field, 41% from the three point line. Games, 41% from okay. three. That, that, that's the number. 41% from the three-point. That is pretty impressive for a man that size. Okay? And then this season, we're looking at what? 19, 41% from the field, and 30% from the field from the three-point line. That, That's listen, huge. Man, that is huge. Dude, that is a huge drop-off. Okay? He can only still go left, which is why he sucks. Right? And he's just frustrated. First of all, why are you booing New York? Really? The Bing Bong? Come on, bro. Come on, Julius Randle. You can't blame me here for your for your bullshit. You just suck right now. Is it, the, is it pressure? Is it just the pressure? Oh, he, listen, man. Listen, MSG, only a few people can handle that pressure. And that few people is what? Spike Lee. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> Carmelo uh, Anthony thrived Ju- in New York. Ju- Carmelo Anthony, Julius Irving. Okay. Landry Fields. Okay. <laughs> J.R. J.R. Smith, Amari hey, hey, Sotomayor. Hey, 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 you're forgetting the, you're forgetting the biggest, Jeremy Lin, my guy. Jeremy Jeremy freaking Lin handled the pressure. Okay, Iman Shumper. I feel like I'm naming the full 2013 Knicks roster. <laughs> yeah, we are. But uh, hey, that's a great. Hey, 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 man. If if oh, you want to watch the funnest team back in those days, Ains, we need a documentary team, on that team. team. J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For a Tyson Chandler, guy, bro. Tyson Chandler. Holding the fort down. 
defensive anchor. He was the real Rudy Gobert. We, we, we needed okay. 30 for 30 on the, on that Knicks team. That Dude, was fun. We, that we was gotta, fun. Man, that was a great squad, man. Melo was in his prime. Obviously, went there for, for the money, obviously. But, hey, my great, great, great team, man. Great team. At least we could wrap up the podcast smiling. Before we do, you mentioned Julius Randle. Uh, I, I read him and Fox, potential swap. It looks disastrous in New York. I mean, Kemba Walker scoring zero points in 40 minutes again. I mean, wh- what are we going to do in, in New York? I think Fox would be a fun player to build around. I, I'm not a big fan of him. He, he's been really... He hasn't developed. That's that's the main point. He's been the same guy for the last few years. But they need a new face. Julius Randle with Tyrese Halliburton. I'd like to see it. I think I think they're, they're missing two things. Quickly, I'll say this. They're missing players that they need, like Steve Novak and Paolo Prigioni. Okay? They need those guys. They're just flexing at this point. I can see you smiling <laughs> through, the, through the mic, man. I can feel you smiling. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, they're, they're a dumpster fire. That was a fire. Raymond Felton. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're just going to do Nick's trivia at this point. All right. Guys, it's been great. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We had a great time breaking down the All-Stars, the winners, the losers, and especially the trade rumors. Ains, I'm hoping by next week we're going to have some trades to actually talk about because that's what I like to do. That's my favorite part. New guys on yeah. new teams, uh, per- perhaps, you know, contending teams. Um, you, you guys, you have teams dropping off like Utah and Brooklyn, but you have teams who are amazing this year like chicago right so who knows maybe one of these guys will get moved uh maybe we'll see a new contender arise if anything tune in next week to the presser basketball podcast ains take us home thank you for listening to the podcast definitely streaming on spotify youtube and not netflix but youtube and app music okay make sure you tune in thank you guys for listening obviously uh make sure you uh add all like your likes and your things you guys do on they're called comments phones and uh, yeah, they're called comments. So yeah, comment please, and do all that type of stuff. And make sure you go watch some Knicks stuff tonight. Knicks 2013, 2012 season. Good, it was, it was a magical season. Okay, so AG, I'm out. I, I love you, Ronnie Brewer. Peace. You trying to Netflix and chill? Peace. <laughs>